We gotta do something. We gotta tell somebody. No. Leave me dead. My name is Barrett. But the world's different now. I know people. Man, that's why you're here. You think things are different? You think times are different? You think I wouldn't be dead in a day if you brought me out? You won't believe jail was my fault because you got that white man's shield. They were worried my story might get out. So they erased me, my history. But they've been doing that for 500 years. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to that, my brother. They will never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Mr. Monday Morning, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Prick Dalton. There we go. I don't know who... Oh, that's... uh. Damn it, don't tell me. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, I, I know a little something. I know a little something about a little something, you know. Getting deep, yeah. <laughs> I know more than just these funny books now. Come on. Now. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, we're back with another episode, and we're just going to get into it because there's a whole bunch of types we want to get into. Uh, first thing I want to do is say rest in peace to Black Rob. Black Rob was actually uh, another 2000s rapper that, that died recently. That was pretty, So that's like this like second in two weeks you know uh mm -hmm. now i'm not gonna go in this whole thing now eli how familiar are you black Rock? I, I know you know dmx because everybody know dmx i'm thing, not not too i know he was like with wasn't he with like with puffy's crew and shit like that but he was um, with bad boy bad boy after like the uh like the second wave of bad boy his yeah after he died you know and i was out that was a little bit too i don't want to say pretty but like popular well, here's the thing yeah here's you know what i'm saying thing. Yes, Bad Boy in the early 2000s was pretty, but Black Rob wasn't part of the pretty people. Okay. He was kind of grimier, a little dirtier, yeah, you know, raw, but he had the, he was raw and dirty, but he had like the prettiness sheen. It's like this. He would be doing like hardcore shit with PDD dance in the background. You know, so it's it's kind of a mixed. You know, you kind of you kind of mix it in there. Uh, now the thing is, yeah, I'm not gonna go on this whole rant like I did last week and say Black Rob is my favorite rap of all time. He's top five. It's like Jesus just stepped in the booth every time. No, I'm not gonna do that. He was okay. He had a couple hits in the, in the early 2000s. Like I said, part of that Bad Boys crew. I did listen to his music like that. He had one really, really, really big hit. I don't know if you remember it. Whoa. Uh it's not it's not ringing a bell right now. No. Okay, never mind. Google it. I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of people know about it also, or maybe not. Yeah, depending on the people listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, now, 
I like that song. However, I do feel like it was a ripoff of Juvenile's uh, High. You know, just because oh, it was I like remember super- that. I remember that. Everybody, everybody remembers High. So the thing yeah. is, that song was so popular, everybody wanted to rip that song off. So it was like, just make our own version of it. So the East Coast, New York, I hate the shit on New York. But y'all look down on the South rap a lot of times. Y'all like, oh, they shit, they're corny, they are not can't rap, they can't good. Then turn around and just make the same shit that we just made. I'm just saying. We're not going to start a... Uh, Switch from Nikes to Reeboks, huh? <laughs> we're not going to start a beef on this podcast. It's like, but I'm just I'm just putting it out there, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, like, and it's funny because he was on the same song, the first time a song I heard with DMX was called 24 Hours to Live. You know, and he was on that song also. So that's two rappers from that song that died in the last two weeks. And the song was about, like, if you had 24 hours to live, just think, what would you do? Where would you Where would you go? What would you do? Who would you screw? Or who would you want to notify? Or would you ask the night that you're about to die? You know, I love that song. <laughs> you know, just talking about what they would do in the last verse and basically talking about I would rob a bank, shoot up people, spend time on whatever. Fun song. Go listen to it. I think it was on one of those bad boy songs. Whatever. But anyway, pretty good. Uh, can we move on past that? Yeah, rest in power. I think let's just, yeah, let's just, let yeah, rest, rest in power to Black Rob. Uh, let's just jump into it. Like I said, everybody else has been talking about uh, the Falcon. Oh, nope, not that. There we go. <laughs> Everybody's been talking about Black, uh, not Black Falcon, Falcon Black and Falcon. Winter Soldier. <laughs> hey, Black Falcon. <laughs> uh, so everybody been talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier this week, and we just want to just jump into it also. Uh, damn it, I should have had that in there also. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, Eli, get into it. What do you think about this week's episode? I really like this episode. Um, they're finally going into the that, you know, tackling those topics that I, I was hoping they were going to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. going a little deeper than than, you know, um, deeper into the political realm, which is what I was expecting from a, a show about that deals with Captain America, you know, um, it was a little bit more slow and um, character driven, but that's what I always like about the Marvel stuff. I always responded mm-hmm. to like the more human drama from the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this was. This was just a kind of a breather. We did have a really cool action scene at the beginning, um, but then we kind of settled into like those human character moments and um, and yeah, finding their motivation to keep fighting uh and and there was some really good scenes i especially the isaiah bradley uh and falcon conversation i thought that was pretty much gold and i was pretty much like hell yeah the whole time (laughs) and it was a conversation that we wanted them to have the whole time when he first uh introduced isaiah bradley in the show yeah um isaiah bradley of course being the first being the experimented on with the with the super serum and um being treated like shit for it you know which is a a statement to a lot of people of color veterans who fought in these wars and you know fought for this country only to come back and you know be not treated as equals um that that really is some real life uh like people like like a lot of these times these comic book shows they'll reference things that people just think they just made up he referenced the red tails the red tails is a tuskegee airman like the 332nd uh crew george lucas made a movie about it yeah. You know, for anybody who want to go back and, and and look at that, uh, which it should be on Disney Plus. We need to we need to get get that hashtag going. So anyway, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that later on. But the point is, is that he referenced a real crew that they went there. They were a, a all black, you know, fighter pilot crew because, like I said, the the 
when World War II, black soldiers were segregated. So they went there, helped fight the war, came back, found cross on the lawn. You know, and this is the stories we hear about of black soldiers all the time, mm-hmm. not just in that war, all the way to the Korean War. You know, it just kept going. So it was just interesting how even though it's all made up and it's all fictional, everything he said referenced something real that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it hit home for me because my grandfather, you know, uh, who I'm named after is fought in World War II and, you know, um, he came back injured. I mean, he, he got injured and, and he, you know, you know, I, I never knew him, but I heard stories about how, he, you know, he wasn't treated very well when he got back, you know, especially living in rural Minnesota, uh, you know, at the time, you know. Well, shit hasn't changed. I'm in Minnesota right now. Shit's going on, (laughs) you know. uh, um, So yeah, it kind of hit for that. That that was uh, that was very powerful, especially you know the shit he was saying. You know, those stars and stripes don't mean shit to me or whatever. I'm like hell yeah. That's like pretty much almost almost every native. That's pretty much how we feel (laughs) (laughs) about the flag. You know, Um, that's just our perspective. You know. and so that that was really cool to hear all that. And then that that's that what he said, like, you know, there's no way they're going to accept a black Captain America and no self-respecting black man would ever accept right. it. I'm like, Whoa. And, and the funny thing is, Eli, I've seen a lot of people get confused about that line. Like we mm-hmm. understand we understand what that line means. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, like I said, that's the conversation we have. A lot of people don't understand what that line meant, because the thing is, yes, we know that if Sam becomes Falcon, he's going to run into races. We, we know that. But it goes deeper than that. If he becomes Captain America, the symbol of America and a, and a walking American flag, he's going to get turned on by black people. Black yeah. people will shun him just as much as racists will, because if they see a black man walking around with American flag and embracing all this patriotism that has been oppressing us for a long time, we're going to look at him like a sellout. Yeah. A coon. I can name a whole bunch of other names that I won't name on this podcast because I want to get flagged like that. But yeah. that's how we would look at him. It, w- it would be like him walking around with a mega hat basically yes yes he would be exactly. just a government puppet that's how he would we would treat him and that's what uh and that's what isaiah is saying like any black man that would be captain america that's what we would think of you and so same has to weigh all these things in his, in his and mind. the thing that bucky said to him in one of those conversations like yo me and steve we're we don't understand like they even admitted that their ignorance to it you know they don't right. understand the person they, of did, color. they didn't see through that lens right yeah, yeah they don't they don't understand the people of color perspective and that that's that's what i'm saying that's i'm finally getting though that um insight that political insight the, the political statement that i was waiting for the show to go towards you know so that's i finally got that with this with this episode and you can see sam conflicted about it you know he you right. know and what another so you see um part that stood out for me is when he's looking at the little kids play with the shield well that's the thing that that brings it all full circle because what you have here in this show is three generations of black men you know like i said you got you got isaiah you got sam isaiah is jaded the american dream has been a nightmare for him uh sam and he even says i used to be like you i used to be an idealist like you yeah before all this happened so sam wants to he wants to believe he hoping that isaiah is wrong you know, yeah. or things can be because Isaiah is saying like the last 500 years, nothing has changed. And in Isaiah's perspective, the next 500 years won't be any different because why would it be? Sam yeah. is thinking, yeah, if we don't do anything yeah, it will be the same way. Yeah. But if I put on these stars and stripes, maybe things will change. But see, that's yeah. their perspective. When you look at these kids, they don't mm-hmm. know anything about that. All they know is that Uncle Sam is is 
Captain America. And, and in their eyes, right. How, it's how always much, been that way. Yeah, and how much it would inspire right. the younger generation, you know. Let um, them know what they could be, right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, and, and uh, you know, and uh, of course, I'm I'm in the Twin Cities. I'm in Minnesota. A lot of shit going down right now in, in, in the, you know, where I'm at. And, you know, mm-hmm. lockdowns all week and shit. And it reminded me of uh, a video, I saw, a very powerful video I saw from last summer's riots and, you know, protests. And it was an older black guy, uh, like a middle-aged black guy, and then there was a young son, just like you said, these three generations. And and they were arguing, you know, they're in, it was at a protest, they're all arguing each other, and the, the older black guy was like, we gotta, he was so mad, he's so enraged, he's so sick of what's been going on, and how he's lived his whole life, and nothing has changed, and then, you know, but then you have the middle-aged black guy saying, hey, we, we gotta we got to do things differently. We, you know, he got, cause he said, and that's just, it's giving me fucking shivers, like mm-hmm. goosebumps, but he's like, what you've been doing and what I've been doing haven't, hasn't been working. And then he pointed to the teenage kid. He's like, he's the one who's got to lead now. And that was so right. powerful, you know, and that's what, when Sam saw the kids playing with the shield, it's like, yes, right. you know, that's what he's like. It made him realize inspired. that yeah. I'm doing the right thing, right? Even though Isaiah's yeah. been saying this, I'm doing the right thing. Even when Bucky saw it, Bucky, it, it clicked the Bucky like, these kids are playing and they don't understand all the racism in the world, stuff like that. All they know is Uncle Sam. He realized Sam is doing the right thing. Steve is doing the right thing with Sam, even though he may have been ignorant of the whole situation. Yeah. He, he was making the right call with yeah. that. Uh, another thing I want to talk about overall, like I said, we were talking about. Um, Falcon and Bulk, Bucky. This picture alone. Now, this back. This picture is something because all three of these guys in this picture from the comics have been Captain America at one time, and that's that shield is a symbol. Like mm-hmm. I said, the shield is a symbol, and symbols mean different things for different people. Like I said, when I do this, this is a symbol. Some people get it, some people don't get it, but it's a symbol for some people. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with with this. Like if you look at the picture, Sam. With everything that he knows about this shield and the history behind this shield, he's conflicted with the whole history of it. Like, yes, it stands for America, but does it mean anything for me? Bucky, on the other hand, looks at it completely different. That's that's legacy. That's family. That's that's what I know. That's the good old days. That's the the best time of America, you know. Mm-hmm. But John Walker looks at it completely different. For John Walker, that shield means power. Yeah, you know, it's a bad- that means that. It's authority, right? If I have this shield, nobody can tell me anything to do. This shield is my birthright because the, this show is it has a lot to do about white privilege also. It doesn't just go out there and say it, but it does because John Walker just walks into every room like he owns the room, even though nobody gives a shit about him. You know, and eventually he gets frustrated about that, but he expecting, since I'm Captain America and I have the shield, you should respect me. That's what he's mm-hmm. thinking. So, very, very powerful stuff, man. And that's why and people are, and I, and I made a uh, comment about this also. Like, okay, you got two Avengers. Why do you have such a hard time with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, they fought Thanos, man. <laughs> it's just a roided up like football jock. That's all he is, man. But, but I get it. I get it. Because it's almost like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. You know, he's gone full Smeagol. You know, they yeah, try to talk yeah. him down. Sam tried to talk him down. But when he says, give me the shield, it clicked like, oh, no, you can't have my precious, you know. So he's fighting them harder than they're fighting him. They're not fighting to kill. They're fighting to disarm. They're fighting to, you know, to just get the shield from him. 
you know, but he's fighting to kill. He's fighting for everything he has. That's why he's going for kill shots. Like he's trying to take Falcon's head off. He took Falcon's wing off. He's trying to kill Bucky because for him, in his mind, he's fighting for his life against these guys. That's how far off the racing reservation he's gone. He's he's out of there, you know. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say, Eli, I know you criticize Marvel for not having good cinematography. This is an awesome shot right here. <laughs> they really do. Falcon Minnesota has some of the best cinematography out of any yeah, Marvel. I really wish movie. I could have seen. I could watch this in the theater. There, there's some really yeah, cool. They, they really go there. there, like man. Why do think they do some of the cinematography in the movies? <laughs> I guess the Russos don't give a fuck. They're like, hey, it works for community. It should work for Civil War, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the movies, they they got like second and third, you know, unit directors that are doing all, you know, they don't even need directors anymore. They <laughs> really don't. I mean, hell, those same guys are here on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what's going on right now. So just that whole thing about what's going on, I like that. That's, that's interesting. And Sam is also settling into who he is. Or what he was too, as far as like being that advocate for you know PTSD with the soldiers and stuff. You can mm-hmm. see that coming out. His conversations he's having with you know Isaiah Bradley and just you know he's that guy, the guy who, who you know doing the therapy and stuff like that. So he knows he's been there. He knows what they've been through, and he knows how to talk to them and stuff like that. Six one six man, uh, John up? Walker. PTSD meltdown was wild. Yes, and not just from this scene right here. Like I said, he suffered PTSD here, here, but also in the scene when he's talking to the, you know, the count when he's not being court martialed, but you know, he brought in for the hearing. The Senate, yeah. Whole, yeah, the Senate. That whole scene was <laughs> awesome right there, also because you. Here's the thing, Eli. I almost sympathize with this guy. A, l- a little bit, almost. I know the everybody best, hates the best villains. You do. You kind of see their point. You know. I'm not saying John Walker was right. I'm not start, starting hashtags like that. But you got to look at it from his perspective. Yeah. They almost like the government set him up. They put him in an impossible task. Didn't give him the yeah. tools he needed to succeed. And then when things went wrong, they completely threw him under the bus just to make themselves look good. Yeah, we you know, made we know me. Like, he said, "Yeah, you made me. You know, <laughs> you created right. me." He you did know? everything that a soldier was supposed to do. So yeah. he made one fuck up, but that one fuck up cost him everything. You can almost say this is a commentary on cancel culture. Yeah, because he got caught on camera doing stuff. If he didn't get caught on camera killing a terrorist. They wouldn't have cared. Even if they heard about it, they would have swept under the rug. They would have spun it. They would have done something else. But the fact that everybody saw it and yeah. it's all over social media, they can't spin it. So yeah. somebody has to fall on their sword. Again, they, make, making those comparisons to, you know, the stuff we see the cops doing now. You know, all right. this footage of we see, we see what the cops doing. And, you know, you know, we, everywhere, this is sports st- stories. They've been doing it for decades, but we never saw it. You know? Well, and see, and they see that's the thing, Eli. That's where I think that this verges from real life because I think that if this was a real life situation, like we're seeing this in real life right now, that I don't think the punishment on John Walker would have been anywhere near as hard. Mm-hmm. He might not even got punished. He might just got a slap on the wrist, yeah. even with everything that happened. I, because I, we saw this online. Uh, people were conflicted on whether or not John did what he did. Because at the end of the day, like I said, he killed a terrorist. Yeah, that killed a bunch of people beforehand, so people are already conflicted. And you uh, see that you see that with the you know the, the the you know the cop videos and stuff. You see them justify it and you know make excuses and you know um, like you the know. Chauvin trial going on right now. What yeah. is it on like a third, third week right now? Yeah, yeah. We saw the video. Why is this trial going on so long? Why is it three three weeks? It should yeah. be an open and shut case. And, and everybody is scared right now that he might get off. That's you a know, po- I give it 50 50. 
I like, but why, why is it even 50-50? That's the thing. This should be a open and shut case. Yeah, it like, should be. But we've seen, you know, like, I, and I, the reason why I'm giving a 50-50 because it's taking place in Minneapolis. That they, right. they, they didn't have the fucking trial and out wait, you know, some suburb, you know, an hour out of town, like, you know, like they did with the Rodney King trial and shit, you know, right. <laughs> you know, an all white <laughs> jury out in the boonies and shit. You know, that's how I'm like, hey, it's it's actually in in the town. It's in, in the city. So who knows, you know, <laughs> which is sad, though, because, yeah. Uh, right. You know. and, and that's what I think that if it was real life, that's what happened with John Walker. Also, instead of them just pretty much just, you know, throwing him under the bus and just laying him to the fire. That's why I think this show kind of differed from real life. But you know what? They have a story to tell. This can't be the whole John Walker trial show for the last two episodes so i get it they move on past that but i kind of wish they would have dealt with that conflict or maybe like the public would have supported him a little bit but everybody just throw him under the bus you know yeah. john walker over the government too screwed over by the system then he gets medals taken away no benefits that honestly even i thought that was a little harsh <laughs> i mean <laughs> no medals i mean i mean no benefits that's kind of that's kind of rough man yeah like but yeah but moving on past that, like I said, John Walker is, you know, he leaves out of there. They tell him to bring the shield back. And then we run into this lady. Yeah. Now, his thing, Eli, they promised us that there was going to be a Marvel cameo in this show. And, you know, everybody ran around Mephisto or <laughs> what the fuck ever, you know. <laughs> so this lady is, and let me see if I can get my job. Well, first off, this is a lane from Seinfeld, <laughs> you yeah. know uh julia weed drivers yes that's seinfeld that's her so now this chick is in the mcu that's how wild the mcu is nowadays we but got yeah. gary shandling now elaine from <laughs> yeah rest in peace to gary shandling like i said he back so i guess he's taking taking her place uh taking his place now uh so yeah this is and i don't have it in front of me right now correct me if i'm wrong eli contessa allegra valentina oh something like, yeah something like that yeah doesn't matter doesn't matter look the point is she is the contessa she yeah. is a old Marvel. She's an old Shield agent, like from the sixties. You know, back in the original Nick Fury agents of Shield days. She was like Nick. She Fury looks like girl. what's her name, Teal or whatever from the the Avengers show from the from the UK. What's her name? Look, and Stan Lee was the most original guy <laughs> back then. But that would have been that would have been uh, Steranko, wasn't he? So <laughs> that, that, you're right. You're right. Steranko did do that book. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like I said, Avengers, James Bond, all this stuff like that. Like Black Widow, like, he, didn't Steranko model Nick Fury after himself? Like, wasn't he like a bodybuilder and shit? And like a pretty guy. Oh, yeah. Now the thing is, Nick Fury and the Contessa had the first love scene in Marvel Comics history. As a matter of fact, okay. it got censored by the so by the uh by the censors at the time, you know, the comics code authority and all this shit like that. Because the thing was, Nick Fury was kissing her one scene, and then the phone started ringing. He took the phone off the hook, and they said that was too suggestive, like what the provocative. Fuck is right? Is this a porno? What the hell are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> <This shit. laughs> you know? that's all they did. You know, they said that was too much at the time, too too that's sexy. You know, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is, Eli is like the, as big as a character she's been in the Shield uh, comics and lore. She was never on Agents of Shield, like you know the the ABC show like that. She was, however, on the old David Hasselhoff show. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Lisa Renna. She was she was on that. So, but as far as like um, the MCU first appearance, also now that people are going crazy, like oh, she's had Madam Hadrian, she's Madam Hadrian. Calm down, Googlers. 
you're going a little bit too far. Yes, she was Madam Hydra at one time. She was like a quadruple, triple agent. It's been a shit ton of Madam Hydras. She's just been one of them. So don't go too far with that. We really don't know where they're going with con the Contessa because, like I said, she could be a good guy. She could be a bad guy. She could be chaotic neutral. We don't know. Most people are thinking that they're probably setting her up for the Thunderbolt, especially with uh, um, Zemo going to the raft and Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt Ross still over the raft and John Walker and all stuff like that. So they might be, it feels like they're getting closer and closer to set up a Thunderbolts show. So, all right. uh, yeah, that's my thing. I'm trying to see what else that I missed from this show. Uh, oh, even this scene right here. Like I said, we're going back to the symbolism, the symbolism of it where Sam is washing the blood off the... Uh, off the shield because mm -hmm. the blood is on his hands ah, okay. Okay. ah you know, you know. real cinema <laughs> <laughs> hey eli i heard you like uh i heard you like superhero team-ups <laughs> when they fight battle what do you think about this one? Oh yeah <laughs> I, they need a name for that one i don't know what to call it you know? <laughs> that's like almost what the dudley boys is the three like yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's broken in half you know? the dudley death, death drop or whatever it was called <laughs> <laughs> right whatever you call it them damn dudleys you know but <laughs> uh, even this scene right here man i thought this was also you know because it was so much said that was unsaid bucky pretty much looking to take the fucking shield and if you don't take it i'm coming back and it won't be bucky coming back it'll be the winner social coming back and so you pick your poison which one you want to see next you know so i love this scene right there uh a lot of times a lot of people didn't like the boat sequence in there i love the boat sequence Eli. the whole boat sequence also me the yeah. boat was a metaphor oh, because yeah. the boat was about legacy just like this shield we have to preserve the boat we have to preserve the legacy just like with the shield you know ah. those are yeah it, it's all together so that's what they were doing and bucky was helping him with the boat just like he was helping him with the shield it's also, it's all also the boat is also kind of a metaphor for like a new beginning it's like you know you're sailing off into a new something right it's, it's almost like that ship of theseus thing they were talking about you know if you yeah. fix it up so much is it the same thing you know but they decided to keep it in the family because it means something to them uh back to what 616 said uh that fight reminded me of, you know why 616 man because the they were actually playing the exact same music so i don't think they're being lazy i think they were i think it was it, it rhymes whatever the shit george lucas says you know yeah, the stanzas or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's all connected, whatever, like that. They they yeah. wanted you to think. They wanted you to think Civil War. You know, that was yeah. the whole point of it. Um, yeah. No, oh, I, I, okay. Yeah. No, oh well, one more scene about this. But we're talking about John Walker. Still on John Walker. Now, what do you think about this scene right here? Because he lied to Big Mama. He lied to Mama Hoskins. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of people saying he was wrong for the Eli. I'm, I'm gonna give a kind of first opinion. I think he was right to do that. I think okay. he was right to lie to them to give them closure. You know, because otherwise, you know, they, they would have, I mean, he can't stop the hurt. I mean, like I said, they, they looked up to him and they expected him to bring Lamar back and he didn't bring it back. But at least they could say, hey, it, I brought somebody to justice. It may not be the guy that they thought it was, the person they thought it was, but, you know, it's something. I, th I think he did the right thing. I think a, a pretty lie would have been better than an ugly truth in that situation the whole you can't handle the truth thing I, yeah that, i think i'm going there you know <laughs> i know yeah. a lot of people would disagree with that but that's that's where i'm going with it you know all the moralists and shit you know yeah while they're sitting there you know bunking you know smoking weed and 
you know, fucking other people over themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, I, I think it was, I think he, it was a controversial call, but I think he made the right call, you know, in that situation. Because I think yeah. the, the the truth would have been a little bit too much for them at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this episode was full of, like I said, very human character moments. And that, like I said, that was always my favorite scenes. I mean, I love the MCU's like action scenes. I love the battles. I love the superheroes and the spaceships and all that shit, you know, punching each other and all that shit, blowing shit up. But what made us care were those human moments, you know, you know, like Thor, like in Thor, like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the whole MCU is Loki confronting Odin, you know, or, you know, or, or like Star-Lord's mom in the beginning of, you know, Right, it's supposed to be a comedy uh, show. It's yeah. the most depressing thing you saw, right? Yeah, and you're on, and and you're on his, you're on that journey with them from the from that point on. You know, mm-hmm. you care about these characters. You know, but but um, you also yeah. get it, like everything he's doing in that movie, he's running away. From yeah, pain. or Cap, yeah. Cap at the at the hospital with Peggy, where she's like old in the bed and she got Alzheimer's, and that made me fall in love with the guy. You know, right? <laughs> you know, because you got to keep reminding her every day he goes. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this guy is a fucking saint. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's those were always my favorite scenes. Those are always the scenes that I really responded to. Like this, this is what makes all this shit, all the superhero smash them up matter. You know, whereas right. was the humanity. You know, so. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, we, we know they can save the world, but can you save, you know, the world around you? That's the thing. And yeah. that's what this show, was, that's what this episode was about. Now, here's the thing, Eli, I, I feel like if they would have dropped this whole season on one thing like Netflix does all the time, I think this would have been an episode that most people would have skipped. They would have just breeze by, by yeah. it because they were like, oh, there's no fighting. Let's just yeah. go past and just go to the, to the, the beat em ups and shit like that. But they would have missed a lot of stuff. Since it's a week apart, we can really like break down this episode and really go into it and see the stuff they were talking about. Because that Isaiah Bradley whole conversation would have just breezed past people. With that, we can sink into it and see what he's talking about. Yeah, that's one of the most, I think now, one of the most important scenes in the whole MCU now. You know? Yeah, because here's the one of the thing, the main things about, and where Isaiah Bradley's coming from, like one of the main themes about this show is black patriotism uh, black patriotism that's the mm-hmm. thing because and that's why he's saying no self-respecting black man would wear that shield because the shield is a metaphor for the american flag that's all it is it's the american flag an american flag mean different things to different people now you go to any black household the one thing you will not see or ever see in a black household is american flag hanging up on the outside on the inside will not happen uh hell we barely celebrate the july july the fourth you know we have the cookout you know, like we we have barbecue you come over get a plate but you only see nobody coming over wearing a yeah. american flag you'll see anybody you know playing uh god bless america no whatever the fuck yeah. you know like that you come over get a plate watch the game don't talk about fourth of july we are just celebrating on the fourth day of the month of july not the fourth of july you yeah know, you might see the american flag in a native household but it'll be turned upside down what the hell like <laughs> <laughs> oh <man. laughs> well like on amityville or some shit like that with, with the <laughs> it's i'm sorry it's like it's also like a distress signal and stuff but i always yeah. say hey that's the indian way that's the, my mom said that hey turn it upside down that's the indian way i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but that's 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 a, that's a good thing that's what this show is talking about like i said yeah. uh the american flag means different things for different people and the fact that if sam can wear the the american flag or wear the shield 
maybe he can change that perspective. Maybe he will add patriotism to, you know, non-white people in America. Yeah. You know, and we're not even talking about just this show. We're talking about hell in real life. Captain America is a mascot, period. He's a symbol yeah. in itself. So we see like a black man walking around as Captain America as a symbol of America. You know, that may put give, you know, people more pride in America. Yeah. Eli, you know, I got shit last time. Like I said, black people don't celebrate July the 4th. Last time I changed my profile with the American flag underneath it and I got all kind of shit for it. Just like that. I'm like, hell, we're American. We should celebrate it too. The fact yeah. that, yeah, if we don't include ourselves in America, that's how you get decisions made about us <laughs> that includes Americans. Yeah. You know? Why is and, the symbol yeah. for the, the average American a, a, a white guy? You know? Right. Why, why, why is it we why, see? Yeah. Yeah, when half the population is women. So why can't a woman be the the symbol of America. Exactly. Why is when you see a pickup truck driving around with American flag on the back of it, you get scared and shit like, uh oh, let me let me go the other way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. I feel like it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't treat the American flag the same way you, you treat like an American uh a Confederate flag, because you almost see them hanging up side by side each other. <laughs> you see the yeah. American flag, you go see the Confederate symbol, like they is one and one, you know. Yeah. So well, that is a way to change the narrative. The thing is, you see that pickup truck with that American flag, you know that motherfucker driving. Don't you know? You know he he ain't including you in in. No. <laughs> 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 And his version of America, you you ain't the, in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. What do we got here? 616. Let's say I tell the world about the history of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Bucky tell the old man about the past. No. Uh, if Bucky was going to do that, he would have did that already. Um, and plus, Isaiah Bradley specifically said, don't tell it. Because if you tell it, I'll be dead the next day. And whether that may or may not be true, the point is, is that it's a 50-50 chance he may be right. You know, mm -hmm. because of the, the fucked up way America is right now. Like I said, and they would kill him. Nobody even knows he exists. Nobody will ever know he exists. So you might as well just until he's ready to come forward. Nobody to put his story out there. Yeah, I think that's where they're going with it. So uh, I think of anything else we can talk about this episode. Last thing, last thing, like I said, we can talk about uh, Falcon got a whole new suit from Wakanda. Oh, well, yeah. we think we know. We just know there's a box. What's in the box? We don't know. You know, uh, but we will find next episode. But we, we know it's this. We know it's the suit. It's the Wakandan suit. Here's the thing about uh, Falcon's suit. It has always been from Wakanda. Like even back from the '60s, uh, he when he first became a superhero, he was Captain America's sidekick and could keep up with Captain America. So he was like, "I need a edge. I got a way to keep up with him if I can get some wings and shit like that." But I need somebody to make them. He was like, "Do I go to Tony Stark? Nah. Do I go to Hank Pym? Nah." He went to T'Challa. He was like, "T'Challa, I need you." to make this suit for me you're like say less and t'challa did it boom now he got wings stuff like that so this has been and and it's always been that way he'll always go back to wakanda and they always upgrade his suit and he pretty much the same shit the black panther can do falcon pretty much doing the same suit also his suit's bulletproof he can throw like vibranium shit whatever you know he does all that stuff you know so now we got falcon pretty much just like the comics so you got falcon a black captain america with a suit from africa and a shield from africa Eli, that's also symbolism. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that, that's that's my thing about it. But uh, shoot, anything else you got to add from this show? Or No, I mean, I, like I said, it, it's it's been one of my favorite episodes. Like I said, it finally culminated what I wanted to see from this show. You know, so. Yeah. 
like I said, and I'm pretty sure they got all the, you know, the subtext and metaphors and symbolism out the way. The next episode is going to be punchy punch, fighty fight. People getting thrown yeah. through wilderness, super soldiers fighting each other because that's what you want. It's a Marvel show. So mm-hmm. like WandaVision, you just had witches on witches and visions on vision. Super soldiers on super soldiers going to be in this one. So, yeah. Um, Let's see. You know, Eli, I'm just going to jump to you. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's your show now. Is it's it Eli's the, show. The Monster yeah, Minute or whatever? Yeah, it's the Monster <laughs> Minute. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette real quick. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> okay, what's first? What do we got? Oh, let's, let's start with this. Oh. I may or may not chime in on this one, depends. Okay, so, yeah, I'm, you know, for those who don't know, I'm a, I'm a horror guy. I love my horror movies. I love my slasher movies. They are making a Slumber Party Massacre reboot. Um, and I guess it's going to go to sci-fi because, you know, movie theaters – our shit now and COVID and all that shit. So sci-fi is picking it up. I hope they're not going to chintz out on the gore. That's my only thing, because if it's going to, you know, a, a cable station, they might, it might not go as violent as I want it. But then again, I'm watching Mayans and that right. shit's Cable still. shows are starting to <laughs> get out there. There's a lot of stuff going on cable shows. Yeah. I wouldn't expect it to happen nowadays. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I enjoy, especially the first two, the first two slumber party massacres are classics in my book. I don't give a shit. Um, people are saying, oh, it could be woke and it's going to be feminist, but that's the thing. The original Slumber Party Massacre was written and directed by women. And if you go back, there's been so many think pieces written on that movie since, and this came out in the early 80s, the heyday of slashers, when critics were slamming these movies, calling it trash, violent, bloody, gory, But they were exploitation movies. Come on, Eli, we know they were exploitation movies, but that's what made them sell. Yeah, that they but but they but the critics and parents groups and church groups are coming out against these movies, calling them. Yeah, hope there's no CGI gore. Yes, yeah, oh, they won't gore have sucks. money for that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they but they came out against these movies, slamming them. There was violence towards women. It was you know just exploitative, you know, sex and violence, and that's it. But if you watch Slumber Party Massacre, there's a lot of symbolism in it and it's it's a very and feminists call that like a very feminist slasher movie it is um you know the guy had a drill he was a the driller killer that the drill was a metaphor for something it phallic. was a phallic symbol right yep. yeah phallic symbol. and yeah. and the final girl chops it off at the end you know it's there's a lot of symbolism in that movie so if people are you know people say oh this is going to be all woke and pc and shit the original which came out in the 80s was woke so yeah um yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'd like to check it out. I hope it's good, you know. So yeah, I'm up for it. Sci-fi, so we'll I see. Know. I don't even know if hey, I have sci-fi. Dog Soldiers premiered on sci-fi, and that's like one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time. So you never know. <laughs> you never know. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what else what else we got on here. Uh yeah, I don't know oh. why you is, I is just threw, I just threw this on there just to. Uh, uh, I mean, don't you a, hate Scream? I kind of do. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the for I'll, the first one. I'll give the first one its props because it is. I'll give it its props. I didn't. I I enjoyed the first Scream, the first time I saw it. Not the thousand other times that my girlfriend made me watch it. After I mean, I, I feel like this would be a movie you would hate, like the whole franchise, because the thing is, the movie basically makes fun of slasher movies, then turn around and just does that, the same slasher movie tropes. That's what I liked about it. It was very meta for its time. If you were an, a horror fan, a slasher fan from the 80s, 
Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the first uh, Scream movie a lot. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny and it, it poked fun. It was like a, a parody of slasher movies and I enjoyed right. it. Because it turned around, um, but it just did the same tropes it was making fun of. It didn't yeah. like do anything different to reinvent it. Yeah. Know? I mean, it was a, it was fun the first time seeing it, but I didn't think it was that good because it ended up, to me, that's my thing. I thought Scream ruined horror for the 90s. After Scream... All these I knew what you movies. did last summer. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and it turned into it was all. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt, though, man. Come on. Yeah, and then, but like, if you look at those horror movie posters of the of the '90s horror movies, it was all the pretty hot teenagers on the poster, you know. Versus, if you go look at the horror posters of the '80s, it's all bloody, and you see the mask of the killer and stuff. That's the thing. Right. Scream highlighted the victims. Whereas the OG slasher movies, they highlighted the killers. <laughs> you know that is true, right? Because <laughs> so, everybody yeah. knows the main, like you already know, the main girl in the screen movies uh, isn't going to die. She's just going to keep popping up. Sydney, yeah. whatever her name is, yeah, yeah Sydney, so, yeah, Sydney. Now here's the thing, Eli. I love all of those movies, Dude. like all of them, even the fourth one. The fourth one might be my favorite one. I don't know if I've seen the fourth one. <laughs> the fourth one was awesome, man. I just love that. Man, she had the. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Even though you're a, <laughs> you're a slasher fan, I know you can guess who the killer is. But I can't tell you. <laughs> the fourth one was awesome to me. I saw it because I thought I was going to hate it. I was like, because I love the first three. I was like, uh-uh, when you get to a fourth movie in any franchise, it gets shit. And I watched that. I was like, but they kept referencing, because like I said, the movie's so meta, it kept referencing, don't do this shit. Don't do this shit. The movie's going to suck. And the way it kept doing it, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing, movie. Now, that third movie, Eli, is a movie that people need to revisit. One day, people need to have a conversation about that third movie. But I don't think we're ready for it yet. Oh, so look at you all in the Scream and shit. <laughs> Scream is my movie, man. It's like, <laughs> why why am I talking shit. about this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to step on your moment. <laughs> oh, you like this shit. But no, they're making a new Scream. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I never watched that that series. I, I didn't see that either. But yeah. yeah. But um uh but no, they're making a new scream and they have multiple scripts and edits. Um people are saying it's probably because they're trying to throw the fans off. Right. They're doing what Marvel does, you know. We they're probably the the people, the actors probably won't even know who who the real killer is at the end of the movie. So. Yeah, and this is the first movie that doesn't have Wes Craven involved, because Wes Craven passed away. Right, he passed away, so he can't be in this one. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so, yeah, I, but, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but here's, here's the reason I want to talk about the third movie. You you remember the third movie, right? Uh, not really. Okay, so the third movie was about, like I said, this was before the Me Too movement. The okay. whole movie was about Hollywood, and I'll even reveal who the slasher killer was. The killer was the... Um, like the, did the best third one. Son. Did the third one have uh, uh, Annie from Community in it? No, no. It had a chick that looked like Annie from the community. Yeah. I thought she was in one of these. Maybe I did oh, see the no, no, That movie came way before she was a thing. I thought, yeah, I she, thought was she was in one of them. No, she was in the fourth one. She was in the fourth one. Well, then I, I did see about. the fourth one. I did see yeah. it then. <laughs> okay, you did see the fourth one. You, you sort of kind of remember in the back of your head. But the yeah. third one was the, the killer was the bastard son of a director that had a casting, casting couch. I do remember that. Yes, I do. Yeah, and the whole movie, like, they kept dropping in, like, uh, like the casting couch, how the directors just like chew up women and spit myself like that. And the movie was made by the Weinstein Company. <laughs> they were saying all this stuff back then yeah, and nobody did. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they, they really 
concentrated on the, the soap opera element of the yeah. <laughs> of the slap. One of these days, Eli, one of these days, I'm going to write an article or make a, a video essay, and I'm going to make Scream 3 a thing. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it today, but I'm just saying. I'm just anybody watching this show will, will when you see it, don't be surprised. So, but yeah. that was I'm gonna do, that, I'm gonna do a think piece on screen. I print. know that, that's what Scream did. It, it brought forth the, the yes, the, I, I was calling them teeny bopper soap operas. You know, just it is just it was all about the the drama that was going on with the teens, and then there's a killer running around at the same time. You know, but right. that was slasher movies. Back in the 80s, there was it was always around some whatever high school, whatever the fuck, you know, mm-hmm. and some something happened, a tragedy that happened years ago. And now on the anniversary of said tragedy, the killer comes back and wreaks havoc and shit, you know, but you didn't give a shit about it. It was all about the kills and the gore. But Scream bang, highlighted bang that bus- drama, highlighted yes. that. Bang bus but, is better. Yeah. Bang buses better, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna just leave it up there one time. That's I'm, I'm, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a pick right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So, hey, are you gonna see the new screen movie, Leroy? Really <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that's because West Craven and then it's I don't know. But I'm hesitant. You know, I love the franchise. Now, here's my thing, Eli. I, here's why I think you don't like those movies. Like you said earlier. In the 90s, they had all these Tina Boppy slasher movies. I think you're lumping Scream in with those other movies. Because those other movies suck right at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the actors just, were almost interchangeable. Like The same actors like, popped up in the same movies over and over again. I like Joey me, Lawrence was in one of them. You know. That's the thing. Here's my thing about Scream. Like, for most slasher movies, you, the reason why you watch them is because you want to see these idiots die. The people right. you can't stand die. And a lot of people in Scream that I couldn't stand that didn't die, like Dewey and the fucking the journalist. <laughs> it, it became a running joke after a while. Yeah, I was like, like why the fuck is this guy still alive? It's the fourth movie. I guess he's still going to be in the new one, so he still hasn't yeah. died. Like, what the- <laughs> and he gets stabbed in every movie. <laughs> like, all, the, all these annoying motherfuckers don't die and shit, you know. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like... I like shit. I want that 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 motherfucker needs to be decapitated. <laughs> you know, because that's the reason why you watch them. You know, at least at least for me. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, they were fun. I, I like I said, I'll admit, I had a blast watching Scream the first time I seen it. <laughs> the first time that first viewing, I thought it was, it was hilarious, especially when uh, the Fonz gets killed and he's screaming. I remember laughing. He's like going, oh, like, I don't know. Maybe it was something about <laughs> that. That wasn't even, that was a scream, though. That was scream. Fonzie. No. Henry Winkler no, was like wasn't scream. No, yeah, he, he was, was in one of the other, he was in one of the other ones. No, the Fonzie. Urban, he was in Urban Legend. No, I'm Googling He was it an now. Urban Legend. Okay. No, I'm go- I, I remember Fonz screaming Fonz like was, a bitch. He was in Urban Legend. I remember that one. <laughs> that's Sharknado, that's no. I, honestly, I've never seen Sharknado. I don't even know. Um. Yeah, Eli, are you a fan of Sharknado? I've watched a couple of those. No, this is Scream I, 4. What am I doing? <laughs> was, the Fonz wasn't in Scream 4, I don't think. I'm, I'm thinking he no, was in Urban Legend. No, he was in the he was in the original Scream. Not, not the original. It could have been original. No, he was in because I, I distinctly remember him screaming like a bitch and laughing my ass off at it. He was the principal. Uh okay, okay. I'm wrong. But I think he was in Urban Legend also. Okay. Which made by the same movie. people had the same actors, so it was another one of those teeny boppers. They get killed off and shit. Yeah, you know? Henry Winkler, Principal Arthur Hembry. Yeah, 
I remember okay. that. How about human oh, centipede? Human centipede. Yeah. First one's I. The second one's awesome. I haven't seen the third one. That's what I got to say. Uh, that's a movie I don't think I'm going to watch. <laughs> I mean, Officer Doofy was mainly challenged to reveal to be also not the killer. Uh, also, yeah. and that was actually a spoof on, uh, damn, Eli, what was the name of that movie? Which one? Oh, uh, uh, Usable Suspects. Suspects. Usable yeah. Suspects, yeah. yeah. Uh, 616 Man having Usable Suspects, that's exactly the same ending. Kevin Spacey pretended to be like the idiot, and then it turned out he was Kaiser Sose at the end of the movie. Mm. Same thing. So, yeah. yeah, that's what they were pairing. It was like they were putting all this stuff together, so... Um, every movie's great. <laughs> All those movies are great. The first two, the first two. After that, they kind of go to shit because the, they. Did you ever hear oh, the William Brothers? When Charlie Sheen gets into them and shit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah. They, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Marlon Wayans went on like uh, the Breakfast Club and said it like the first two movies because the movies got so popular, they took the franchise from them. Like, okay, we're gonna yeah. make it our own and cut them out of the profit. So yeah. when they start making their own scary movie three, scary movie four, scary movie five. Yeah. Since the Mayor Wayne brother had nothing to do with it, they sucked. That's when they brought in Charlie Sheen or something like that. So. Well, have you seen the Haunted House movies? That's those, what he did. So he was yeah. like, okay, so you're gonna take my yeah. shit. I'm gonna make some other new shit, you know. And those so Haunted great. House was those were great. Yes, he was like, since I can't do scary movies, I'm just gonna make another franchise. Basically the same thing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah so those are great. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to the Wayans brothers. Uh <laughs> shit. Can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay. I was gonna I'm gonna go ahead and confess. We were going to do a video game sex. I was going to have this big blowout. I was going to do this whole big oh, reveal. Yeah. yeah, but I bought the computer, spent all this money for it, and can't get it plugged up. So I'm looking at myself like, damn, am, am I dumb? <laughs> do I not know how to put this stuff together? You know, Wait, you ain't got enough so anyway, outlets? <laughs> I got enough outlets. I plugged it up. I'm thinking like, okay, it's ready to go. Give me all the power and nothing. I'm like, fuck. I bought like three different cables. Look, never mind. Next week, we'll have this shit squared away, and then we'll be living in the lap of luxury. But right now, we're in the ghetto. We're just going to have to just suffer through it right now. So, screw it. Uh, hold on before we get to it. Let's go to the Cowboys. Yeah. Da- Dawson's or Dossy Chatham. He uh, was in Scream. He was the principal or something. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And he was Scream. When he when he gets killed, he's like, oh. You he's know screaming. who I'm getting him confused with? Okay. Yes. The Fonz was in Scream. Uh, Freddy Krueger, well, the actor played Robert England was in Urban Legend. He was. In That's Urban what Legend, it was. Yes. He was I in Urban Legend. I don't remember Urban Legend very well, but I remember, yeah, Freddy Krueger. Joey, Joey Lawrence in it. You know, yeah. woo, that guy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but <laughs> you remember Blossom. Oh, that's right. You didn't watch. No, Fresh I don't remember Bell, Joey Blossom or whatever his name is from <laughs> from the Urban Legend. You know, I like I said, I, I worked at Video Update back then, and I remember yeah. looking at all the horror movies section, and it was just nothing but like pretty teenagers on every box on the wall of <laughs> horror and shit. I'm like, damn, this is like this, all these horror movies look like. Teeny Bopper magazine. Now, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, teen movies in general, which is popular, horror, romance, yeah. comedy, she's all that. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't care. I watch this shit over and over again. So I've never seen that. I'm Are sorry. you serious? <laughs> it's a, it is a classic. Okay, next geek grit criteria. Oh shit! Fuck that. We okay. are doing <laughs> Usher's. She's all that. Oh man. Uh, uh fuck it. Then my geek tier is gonna be Belly. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like Clockwork Orange, just like. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you think Gomer? Do you think those boys have seen Belly? The boys, because Gomer says he didn't even know who Wu Tang was until like last they year. They never heard of Belly. <laughs> I, I guarantee you that. We we can bet on this right now. <laughs> I will eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh yeah. man. 
Let's see. Uh, all right, let's go to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, can't do the video game section. Like I said, this is comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books, and we're just gonna jump into it. And Eli, I think you got more books. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you jump into it first. Do I? It was a light week. Why do I got more books? I shouldn't. I didn't read shit. <laughs> I almost didn't read shit either. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm gonna do the native book first. I'm gonna talk about the heroes. And, the heroes. Uh, Sha- I couldn't. I couldn't find it. I tried to find it. Couldn't find oh, it. Oh no! It's a independent book. It's um. I, he, I I made. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a native uh, artist, and he's got okay, his own cool. book called the called the heroes. So okay. shout out to Keith Jim. Um, you can order these uh, from him. He has this book. Uh, you know what? Also, let me let me let me get this shit up. Let me prepare. Let me share a screen. See, and they thought we was in the ghetto. Yeah, it raised our budget, Eli. <laughs> okay, how's that? You see that? Yep. Let me, let me let me load you up. Load you up. Boom. Hold up. Let me. Boom. There you go. Okay, so apparently this is the okay. This is the variant cover. So this is a book called The Heroes, um, written by Keith Jim, who also does the art too. Is one of the artists, um, and Michael E. Fromm. And art is done by Keith Jim, colors by Arthur Hesley, and letters by Tobin Rakakoti or something like that. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Sorry. Um, and one of the variant cover. This is the variant cover done by Dale DeForest, who's an, also another native artist. Um, but this is basically um, a, a, a story about. Um, it's based on a traditional Navajo story about these twin brothers who fight monsters. And they go on this quest and they go on to get on a different adventures and face dangers and obstacles they have to overcome. So it's, it's very much an adventure story. Um, and I guess from what I understand that this has been pa- this story has been passed down through generations, you know, because and it's in comic book form now, you know, from mo- a lot of indigenous um, culture and language are it's an oral history. They get pat- mm-hmm. passed down through word of mouth. Throughout the generations, you know, elders would tell these stories and pass them down, you know, the knowledge and, you know, um, just through speaking. But now this is in comic. The story is preserved in comic book form. And I think that's awesome. So essentially, this comic book is cultural preservation, you know, um, passing down the Navajo or Diné, you know, history and stories in comic books. I think that's dope. Um and it, like I said, it's a, it's a very colorful book. The art is really cool. And um, let me see if I can get this other stuff up. No. Uh, oh, you see that? Oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's yep. one of the other the covers. Heroes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So now, wait, who, who who's the publisher? Who's the publisher? Um, it's him. He self publishes it. He's it's his okay. own label called KTJ One Comics and Arts. So he puts this book out himself, and I ordered from him. He gave me this in the first three issues um, and a bunch of stickers and shit like that. So it was a pretty cool uh, swag. Bag. Is it cool if I tag him in the. Yeah, I think I think okay. I told him I was going to review it. So um, okay. he, was, he seemed stoked about it. But yeah, I, I mean, I'll tag, I'll tag him in the notes afterwards. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, check out his art like this. He also sells other art. As you can see, this is some of his work. Um, you know, doing indigenous spins on you know that look like Thunderbird, that look like Warpath or Warpath. Yeah, yeah. Then he's got like indigenous spins on Mando and the Predator, Predator and yeah. you know. So, um, and then here's some more of his work. This uh, I don't think I think this is just his own. I don't think this is anybody. He just like made this character, you know, some 
dope okay. ass native chick with a gun. <laughs> well, she got a tomahawk. I thought you were gonna say something about a tomahawk though. <laughs> but she got a tomahawk, but she got a shotgun too. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, this is just a really cool story, you know. Um done by natives for natives. It's nice to be natives having the being the demographic for once, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh so that that I, I really dug on it, you know, and I'm not Navajo. So I'm not familiar with the language or the culture or their stories. Um, I don't live in the desert. I'm, my, I'm, I'm Dakota. My people are from the, you know, the northern woods. But it gives me a sense of pride to see indigenous people tell their stories. And, um, you know, in their own way, in comic book form. You know, instead of waiting for Marvel to throw taboo a bone and let them write another right. Red Wolf book. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, this is natives main characters they're not sidekicks they're not in the backdrop you know it's just it's just cool to see that sometimes you know and yeah so yeah i give it you know check it out like i said it's ktj1 comics and arts um search them on facebook you can find them on facebook and as you can see he also sells his own art too you know he does his own books and sells his own art but yeah check it out we will have the contact information in the link of this podcast when it's cool, all said yeah. and done. So all you got to do is just boom, click it. We'll go there. So, yeah. Uh, shoot. Okay. My turn. All right. Let's go. All right. So, uh, like I said, the book I'm going to do next is Joker number two. And the thing was the first Joker book. Did you get a chance to read this one? Claire? I didn't read it. No, sorry. You didn't read it? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, it's, it's, I thought you'd be into this. I thought. There's so many Batman books now, and I just like. They are, man. I just saw like one. He's in Europe. I was like, man, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I almost read that because it was Tom Taylor, but I'm it was like Tom Taylor. In... But I was like, it's a what if book elsewhere. I'm like, yeah, eh, he's in Europe. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. But nah, this this Joker book has been pretty interesting. The first one hooked me, and the second one, I was like, I was I was looking forward to the second one. Now, here's the thing: the hook of this book for people not reading the book is that it's actually not even a Joker book. It is a Commissioner Gordon book. Oh, that's right. He doesn't he supposed to go kill him or something? That's the thing. He has been hired to kill the Joker because they say he knows more about the Joker than anybody else. Plus, he's willing because he has uh, more to lose the Joker than anybody else. So they know he'll do it. So he's complaining about whether or not he should do it or not, because they saying like, what do you say? Like they pay him like five million or something if you do it. Or some shit, something like that, yeah, yeah, like an insane amount of money that if he doesn't, he never have to work a day in his life. He can pay for you know barber surgery and all stuff like that. So let's get to the get to the point of it. So, uh, oh damn, I never shared it. I'm fucking up. Anyway, so the book starts off um, with Commissioner Gore. Well, he's not he's not even commissioner anymore. He's actually retired, and some other dude is running commissioner right now. So he's just a guy, you know. So he's sitting there on the um uh, on the outside, you know, smoking a cigar, whatever he's doing, and all of a sudden, boom, Batman shows up. He's like, took your ass long enough, you know, <laughs> because he has a flashlight in his apartment window shining. He was like, Batman, it took you that long to see that? He was like, Man, you used to have like a big ass sign over there. I could see it. I have a hard time seeing that. You're like, whatever, come inside. Let me break down to you what's going on. So that whole thing about the plan for him to go to South America and kill the Joker. Uh, Bat, uh, Commissioner Wooden broke down everything to Batman except the fact that they sent they they want him to kill him. So he didn't tell him that part. He just tell him so this lady uh commissioned me to go down and find the Joker. That's all he said. And 
uh, Batman's like, well, I can't go down and help you, uh, Gordon, because since Arkham Asylum's been burned down to the ground and the city's just in, in chaos right now. So I have to stay here to do that. But at least I know somebody I trust is going down there that knows how dangerous Joker is going down there to handle this. But you didn't come down here to ask me permission. Why did you really ask me here? And Gordon says, well, the reason I'm, I asked you to come down here is because I need, a fa- I need a favor from you. He was like, okay, what's the favor? He's like, well, first thing, uh, this chick named Cressida, whatever her name is, I need you to find information on her. Because I've looked for her. I can't find anything on her. He was like, done. He's like, well, I'm not done. I got more information. I need access to the back computer. He's like, what? Yeah, I need access to the back computer. He was like, okay, I'll do it. But there's really sensitive information. I can't let you get a hold of that, you know, because basically Gordon don't want to go through Gotham City's police files to know what they're doing because he don't want them to know anything they're doing. He's like, hold up. I'm not done. I need a third thing from you, Batman. He's like, okay, Gordon, you're running out now. <laughs> he was like, look, the third thing I need from you, I need your phone number. He's like, what? Yeah, I need your phone number because if I'm going to be down in South America uh, fighting drug lords looking for the Joker, I can't shine a back signal in South America and you'll see it from Gotham. So I need your phone number just in case some shit go down, I can call you. And Batman's just like, all right, but if we do this, you, I have some rules myself. First off, you gonna have a chaperone. Oracle, you've been listening to the whole thing this whole time? And she's like, yeah, I've listened to the whole thing, and I just wanted to say, Commissioner Gordon, that this is a dumbass idea. And first, he didn't agree that he was going to call you when he come down. And I heard everything he was saying. And that's when Gordon's just like, huh, so you worried about me, huh? Barbara. See, the thing is, they don't know that he knows you know so batman's like what you say <laughs> and then orca's like what 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 and gordon just sitting with a smile just for like uh-huh bitch you don't know what else i know do you you know that's all you know he just thinks to himself the whole time so he just like uh uh and and oracle just like dad come meet me right now and she cuts off and that's it <laughs> you know uh and then we cut to the joker i don't care I know it's a joke book. <laughs> and that's why I didn't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like two pages. Like it don't even matter. It's just like, it's, it's like filler. When they get to the Joker, it's filler, you know. Uh so he goes to the clock tower, you know, to meet Barbara. And Barbara's just like, okay, Dad, what are you not telling me? And he was like, Okay, this is what I didn't tell Batman. That lady that gave me all this information to hunt down a joker, she's paying me this insane amount of money to kill joker she's like what yeah i'm gonna go down and kill him he's like uh-uh that ain't happening he was like i got to the joker first off he paralyzed you uh he had a hand in killing my other son james jr and he's giving me nightmares every time i see him so something's got to be done he's like i'm not gonna let you kill him matter of fact i'm gonna if you even think about it i'm not gonna help you out at all he's like i tell you what if i get down there and i find a joker and if i can't find a good reason for me to kill him, to convince you for me to kill him, I'll call Batman. He can come down there and get him. He's like, okay, that's it. But I have rules myself, Dad. Uh, I'm going to give you a phone. <laughs> I'm trying to see where I get to it. Yeah, I'm going to give you a phone. It's got the whole bad computer on there, the stuff that I want you to know. You don't have access to everything, but the stuff I want you to have access to, you'll have it. He was like, why is the phone red? Because you lost my last three phones I gave you. He was like, well, why, why you don't think I'll lose the red one? You know, uh, and then he was like, look, I need you to study all this stuff right here, because when Joker burned down Arkham City, uh, there was a lot of inmates in that had powerful friends and powerful family. So basically, Joker is the most wanted criminal on the planet, not just the FBI and the CIA looking for him. Every criminal syndicate in Gotham is looking for him right now. And that's where we cut to the other syndicate. 
uh, criminal syndicate we're looking for. We had Hooper County, Texas, and we meet the Samson family. And the Samson family is like he killed our boy in Arkham City. I want you to find Gotham. I mean, I want you to find Joker and bring him back here and eat him. Now, Eli, since this Samson family in Texas, does it remind you of anybody? Oh, yeah. It's fucking the Texas uh-huh. Chainsaw. See, I, I know a little something, Eli. I know a little something, you know. <laughs> and so then what we are they eating? The... Oh, I, okay. I didn't catch that. <laughs> you see that? It looks they, like they there's a body on the fucking table. Oh, they're covering it up. I didn't Those even see that. Bastards oh, that water, oh, what the fuck, AT&T, man? AT&T, man, covering up all the cool shit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I didn't even <laughs> notice that until you pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So then we go to Santa Prisca, and like I said, Santa Prisca is the, the island that Bane owns, but like I said, Bane is dead because Joker killed him. So now they have a Lady Bane? Lady Bane. You know? Lady Bane. Yeah. Or they never name her. She just like, what's the assignment? Like, Joker. And she just puts on the Bane mask and she goes. So now we got a Lady Bane. Oh, and so in that Lady Cressida, we find out where she's from. And she was like, so you put the order out to go kill the Joker? Yeah, I got people. I got the things in in, in deck. And it turns out she's oh, with shit. the Court of Owls. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's with the Court of Owls. So that's who's trying to kill the Jokers. That's the one who's paying got, uh, Gordon all that insane amount of money to kill him. So Joker oh, okay. basically has, has enemies everywhere. So like I said, Joker is the most non-important part of this story but it doesn't even matter i still like the story that's <laughs> intriguing that is intriguing i must admit yeah it's a bait and switch you know they they have ju- because if it, if they just if they sold the book as commissioner gordon nobody's gonna buy that shit you know yeah. but if a joker on there it's, it's like moby dick it's like moby dick like the the book isn't about <laughs> the whale <laughs> it's about is it ishmael or not Captain, ishmael it's about the journey yeah <laughs> yeah captain ahab it's about captain ahab or ishmael <clears throat> or you know Whatever. It's been a while since I read Moby Dick, but you get the point. Uh, hold on, let's go to the colors. Uh, Gordon and Badass Detective wanted Joker dead or alive. Yeah, like I said, will he kill the Joker? We don't know. Plus, we haven't seen Joke uh, Gordon in Future State, so we don't know how this is gonna oh, go. Oh shit, that's right. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, let, I'll let you go. It's halftime. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, should I do Star Wars Bounty Hunters, I guess? Knock yourself out. Let's go to it. Okay. Uh, okay. That's like number 11? That's Damn. Yeah, we're on number 11. Damn, okay. So this is, uh, we have Valance and Dengar. Kind of working together now. They were kind of at odds with each other. Um, this is after the whole other storyline where Valance kind of like saved a bunch of rebels and shit from the pirates from uh, Hondo's old crew. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, uh, they let uh, Dengar tell basically tells Valance about you know the that um, Boba Fett has Han Solo. So this takes place between Empire. And okay. Jedi. So Boba Fett has Han Solo and Carbonite. He's delivering him to Jabba. And I guess this is going to lead into this crossover event that's coming up, the War of the Bounty Hunters that's coming up soon, mm-hmm. you know, where they're all going to fight for Han Solo. But we all know who ends up getting it. I don't know why. You know. <laughs> 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 um, so, anyways, they're like, okay, Valance, he. he 
Valance and Han Solo used to be in the Imperial Academy together, and Han Solo saved Valance's life uh, back in the day. So he kind of owes Han Solo. So he wants to go save him and shit. Um, so they, him and Dengar sort of agree that they're going to team up and go get him. Meanwhile, we have Bosk. This is like a whole side plot. There's some weird hunting contest going on. Some fucked up, like, the banking clan and all these criminals are basically betting on um, this real life hunt where people were, they just go and try to hunt other species and shit. And uh, Bosk is part of that. He's one of the hunted. So it's just basically that them surviving this hunt um, while people are trying to murder them. That's basically what it is. Um, um, it's okay. There's some cool action scenes. Um, and then they hear about, oh, yeah, Bosk is, uh, Bosk hears about, you know, oh, yeah, Bib Fortuna's in it. Um, uh, let, which one was that again? Bib Fortuna was Jabba's right hand, the guy with the twi- the, the Twi'lek. The, the Twi'lek, oh, yeah, the one that, okay. Wanawanga, the one that Boba the Fett one that shot. Boba Fett shot at, okay, yeah. All and right. the Mando, yeah, him. Okay, he I'm, basically I'm tells him about, right. you know, the whole thing that uh, Boba Fett has, has Solo He's gonna get that bounty on Solo through Jabba, and so now, now Boss knows about it. So now, basically, it's 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 basically building up the you know setting up that storyline where they're all gonna fight over Han Solo, you know, and that's what it says to be continued and target Solo War of the Bounty Hunters prelude or whatever. So yeah, it's a big event, you know. It was this was okay, three out of five. Um, I do dig. I have been digging this book. It is the whole crime syndicate gangster side of uh star wars so i've been digging that this was just sort of a a filler like like i said they're setting up that event coming up so not much really happens that matters you know still cool art still cool action but you know three out of five cool okay okay uh next book i'm gonna do is uh oh shit i didn't set myself Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. the world is where we go. Is this the People, one where she's still uh, with the the Norse uh, gods and shit? Yes, this is still that one. Let's see, where is that one? Yeah, I don't know why people are not reading this book, man. Nobody's reading this book. This book is fucking awesome. I mean, this whole like series going on right now is fucking awesome. Uh, like I said, she's still stuck in Asgard. Uh, the Valkyries ha- are missing. So now that the dying warriors don't come back because the Valkyries used to bring them back the next day, but they don't do it. And one of them was her boyfriend. Uh, or her friends with benefits, what you want to call her name, Siegfried, who's a, this famous Viking warrior from Norse lore. You know, he's gone. She's doing everything to bring him back, you know, bring him back. Uh, so the first thing she does is go to meet. I am. Oh, Thor. She goes to meet Thor. <laughs> the real yeah. Thor. The real Thor, the God of Thunder. Yeah. So she goes there, sees Thor. He's just sitting there eating. Uh, and she's like, Thor, why don't you do something about what the hell is going on here? He was like, look, woman, shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, first off, my name is Diana. Don't call me woman, you know. And he's just like, look, the Valkyries are disappearing. Why don't you do something about it? Look, yes, I am a god, but I know but I know not to uh, screw with the the Valkyries. The Valkyries do their own thing and I leave them alone. But like if you go to the battlefield, if you die, you don't come back. And Thor's like, "Okay, well, I just know I have to die. Problem solved. You're like. Damn, you thought you a dumbass. So she just she just leaves. You know, uh, she leaves out. 
Uh, and when she goes, she meets that squirrel, uh, Tusk, whatever the name is. And she just basically like Thor, dumb as hell. He stinks, <laughs> you know. Uh, and she basically says, we're going to go to uh, Nivadalir. They're going to go to where the, the dwarves make the swords and stuff like that. So they go there to the caves. And she's like, oh, wa- watch out for the Merc Elves. And she's like, the what Elves? It's like Merc Elves. And it looked like the, the Dark Elves, like Melikith. But oh, yeah. that's not them because you know they're from Swarble, the Dark World, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it may or may not be them. I don't know. They fuck it. But anyway, she fights a bunch of Dark Elves, kills them and shit like that. And while she's fighting, she's like, watch out. They're going to throw a stone at you. She's like, I ain't worried about a damn stone. She's around like, oh, that stone, <laughs> you know, and it crushes her. You're like, so, you know, basically every time she dies, she'll come back the next day. But then we're like, you don't belong in Asgard. You need to come back. And then while she's doing that, uh, she breaks out of stone. So she doesn't die. Uh, apparently she's getting stronger and stronger and then that's when she just goes ape shit just kill a whole bunch of elves and then the rest of them just run away and shit and then she walks in there um and when she gets there she runs into dr psycho you know from the harley quinn cartoon oh yeah yeah yeah. he's there she's like what the hell are you doing here and dark psycho looking at her like what the hell are you doing here you know uh apparently hello The wars that make the weapons of everybody, he took their place. So he's making the wars, but but the weapons, but the weapons he gives the warriors are mind controlling weapons. So he can tell them whatever do whatever they want to do, you know. <clears throat> um, and he was like, Oh yeah, don't call me Dr. Psycho. I'm Dr. Cisco, whatever his name is. And he was like, matter of fact, and then she like interrogates him and he tells her everything he wants to know, but he doesn't know what happened to the Valkyries. All he knows is that there's this serpent that's down at the very bottom of this place uh, at the bottom of the world tree Igrisil. and if you go there maybe you can find out what's going on you know so wonder woman goes there oh and he keeps calling her wonder woman she's like who the hell is wonder woman i don't know who the hell wonder woman is she has amnesia she knows her name is diana so serpent and the serpent basically says if you want my help you gotta uh let's cut the end of the shit you want my help you gotta you gotta bring me a egg from a ball eagle Squirrel is telling it, uh, you can fly. Like, no, nah, I was just joking. I can't fly. Like, yeah, you can. But while they're going there, they see this old man right there. And this old man has an eye patch <laughs> hanging upside down. Like, and he has two ravens flying over him, if you see right there. You know, so obviously we know what he said. He was like, Well, my name, you can call me Odin, you can call me Woden, you can call me Wednesday. They call me all kind of stuff, you know. I'm just here hanging out, you know. <laughs> You know, and then uh, she's like, oh, have you met my son? You're like, yeah, your son's a dumbass. You're like, yeah, he is. You know, uh, but then Odin says something like, oh, yeah, I, I came up here to find out about everything. And now I just figured out I know everything so I can leave. And he cuts himself loose and just falls. He's like, good luck with the Valkyries. You know, they just met. It. it was like no reason for Odin to be there, but he was just there. Uh, so now the battle is starting up again. And she knows time is running out. There's a boyfriend that she wants to get back even though she's married, you know, in real time. Uh, and they find the ball eagle, but the ball eagle is like, like big as a fucking house, you know, but it doesn't attack. The eagle says, here, take the egg because your friend told me you were coming. Like, who's my friend? Like, don't know. Uh, so he like, instead of climbing back down, we can just slide down. I know a secret passageway down there and slide. So they go slide down and the squirrel, Radicos, whatever like that, he's like, here's the plan. 
you go into the egg and when the serpent eats you the egg will protect you and you can grab the key get out and then you go find the evaporate because otherwise he's going to trick you and not get into it so she goes to the egg the the squirrel gives the serpent the egg eats the egg he's like i changed my mind i'm not giving you the, the key to the valkyries and that's the end another bullshit story i don't care about at the end of it but whatever anyway still liking it uh it's missing something because there's no Siegfried. Siegfried added that 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 thing to it but didn't didn't give it to it so i still like the story I still like it. I'm going to stick with it because, like I said, I, I feel like Thor is going to do something later on. I know he's just like a jackass right now, but I feel like he he's going to do something at the very end. So, yeah. Cool. That's, that's what I got. Uh, what you got? I'll do this home number one. Okay. I, I found that one. So. Okay. So, this is uh, um, another indie book from Image. And it's basically about the, the immigration. The, the kids in cages on the border. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this mother and her son, it shows them like their journey from Guatemala to the U.S. border. They get put into those detainment camps. Um, they get separated. They take the kid away. Um, and then it turns out the kid has some sort of superpowers with fire and like ex- makes the like blows up the room and shit and escapes and it says to be continued so uh yeah a very a super so that superhero motif but told from the uh you know making a statement on you know the immigration issue going on right now the you know u.s policies on immigrations this is all all that you know political statement going on under here so uh pretty cool I, I enjoyed it um i'll give it a four out of five it's it's a very you know superhero tale that's dealing with very relevant issues right now so uh yeah four to five home number one check it out cool uh 616 man wonder man versus thor would be cool wonder one wonder man is in marvel and got his ass beat by thor so i'm pretty sure you meant wonder woman uh that would be cool and i want to Maybe they're building up to that. Wonder Woman versus Thor. That may be a thing. <laughs> uh, very topical. Yeah. So, all right. So, last book I got is, uh, hope I got this right. Wolverine number 11. Like I said, it was a slow week. So, I decided <clears throat> to read Wolverine because why not? Why not? Is he still <laughs> uh, fighting vampires and shit? Yes. Did you know that was a thing? I didn't know remember, that was a thing. Remember they released that one book like months ago where one, it was about him going against the Mega Red. And then there was another story where he was fighting vampires. It was like two different. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I remember. We reviewed that book. I forgot about yeah. it. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was in a Wolverine book, but I forgot about it. But yeah, he's still fighting vampires. I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing. And he's like a vampire slayer. Like that's all he does now. Like, like fuck it. Anyway, let's go to it. He's in outside Minneapolis. So oh, shit. <laughs> so guy, the reason there's you, cows outside Minneapolis. <laughs> right, but see the thing is, Eli, you have you don't have to worry about vampires getting you because Wolverine has already killed him. So right, sweet. you're welcome. <laughs> That's in Minneapolis. Yeah. I'm in St. Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. So fuck them. You know? <laughs> I don't go to uh, Minneapolis. If I really have to. You can't find a fucking parking space for shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So this guy goes to his farm. Like he goes out there. He sees all these bodies. And apparently they kill him. 
there's vampire colonies popping up all over, like in rural areas of the United States because nobody goes there. So they can just kill people, cows, whatever. Nobody knows except for one person. Snick, you hear it. <laughs> and he's like, come on, bub. You know, so Wolverine finds out a, a nest of vampires and just goes Wolverine on them. You know, just lays waste to him. One of them starts flying. He takes a, one of the pitchforks from the farm and just stabs him, you know, <laughs> and he falls down. And then because they're vampires, he takes a lantern, sets it on fire, burns the whole farm down and walks out. That's how the book starts. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So Wolverine Vampire Slayer, like. Well, there you go, Mega Red right there. There you go, Mega Red right here. Now, see the thing. <clears throat> why, is there, why is Wolverine so focused on this vampire story? Because the vampires are trying to take Wolverine's blood Re- repurpose it if they use it right they all become daywalkers so it's a blade story with wolverine basically. okay okay <laughs> yeah and they're using omega red as a mole to spy on them inside Krakoa. but okay. the thing is beast already knows that he's a mole so omega red is about to go to uh dracula right now yes dracula's in the story and he's about to, you know, give him all the intel that he knows so far. He finds the kids are sneaking up on him. He like get the fuck away from the kids. They run away. They're scared, and he goes after them. And apparently, Is that Howard the Duck in there? Did I see a Howard the Duck? <laughs> you know, he's not allowed there. You know, the X Men are racist. I, I, I he's probably a duck. No, nah, he's probably a duck, but not Howard the <laughs> Duck. Howard Just the a duck. duck mutant, duck boy. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the thing is, Beast is tracking him the whole time. Beast is tracking Omega Red. Uh, Omega Red has teleported into a airplane that's flying over the Ukraine. He jumps out of the airplane with lands in Chernobyl, which is where the vampire nation is located. The reason he's doing all this jumping and hopping stuff like that, because he's thinking if he does this, Beast can't track him. But Beast can still track him. Because <laughs> he puts something in his skin, something like that, that where everywhere he goes, they know where he's at. So they know he's headed to the vampire nation. And like I said, they're trying to stop him. Omega Red there's Omega Red shit on him, and that's when Prince of Darkness shows up. Dracula finally shows up at the end. He's like, hey, don't worry about them. They're nobodies. Uh, what, what you got for me? So, like I said, he's there spying the inside, and Beast, you know, just doing... And they're showing this parallel about the Vampire Nation and the Krakoans. You know, trying to show them that they're maybe two sides of the same coin. Everybody hates them on one hand, but everybody wants to be them on the other hand. You know, Oh, like the parallel. Or well, maybe there's a metaphor about the mutants being vampires. I don't know. So, Perhaps. and basically he's telling them, well, I, they, they, they might be on to me. How do I get the X-Men to trust me? He was like, tell me you give them Russia. Because Russia is one of the only countries that won't agree to barter with uh, the X-Men. The other c- country, Wakanda. They don't fuck with the X-Men. Uh, so yeah, this whole passage right here, I'll just read it real quick. A uh, basic thing is like Beast is telling Wolverine, look, since we know where the vi- vampire nation is, is in Chernobyl, uh, I'm going to send a virus with you, Wolverine, where you're going to corrupt their crops and kill their crops like that. We we're like, nah, I ain't doing that. But Wolverine, we can stop right there. Nah, that's not what I do. I'm the, I, my plan is to go in there and stab everybody. Like what? Yeah, just stab them. It's been working for me this long. I wasn't keep doing it. <laughs> so uh, so he and plus I'm going to go meet this chick. So he goes to uh, France and I, that that story that we read. That vampire hunter he met named Louise, uh, she he sold again. He's going to meet her. He's like, I need you to help me kill some vampires. So Louise goes there, decides to team up with them. They go fight some vampires, and she tells him a story about the reason uh, I haven't answered your calls 
because we got attacked a few weeks ago by some other vampires and only a few of us made it out. We basically got ambushed by what's the dude name? Uh, Father Cole, you know, the head priest or whatever like that. So they got ambushed, but only some few of us made it out. So a lady trips and cuts herself and Louise <laughs> turns to a vampire and almost beats her. And Wolverine like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? You know, like you're how you a vampire and you a vampire hunter. He was like, I've been using like medicine, like garlic and all this stuff like that to like slow, slow it down. So I won't completely vampire it out. But eventually, what's the shit Blaze said? The thirst always wins or some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that. So Wolverine stops from chopping the head off. He was like, don't worry, we're going to figure this out, you know? Um, and then he bangs her. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He doesn't really bang her, but he lets her drink. He lets her suck her blood, his blood. He's like, drink all <laughs> you want. <laughs> Take all you want, baby. You can have some. Because he knows it's not going to affect him anyway. But while he's doing it, one of the other vampire slayers see vamp, uh, Wolverine feeding one of the vampire hunters that's a vampire. So that's going to be probably wrong. So, yeah, that's all. Like I said, it's a... Vampire. So I didn't know they were going that deep with the vampire shit with Wolverine. I thought it was gonna be like an in and out thing, but no, they're they're in it. They're all in it. So now yeah. where's Blade, man? What, what the fuck is this? Not a Blade book? Well, he was fighting fucking symbiotes in Kingdom Black. <laughs> that should be some shit Wolverine should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking this opposite day. Shit. <laughs> Hell, in the in the symbiote book, wasn't Blade like teaming up with the vampires? I think it was. City? I think, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think so, he yeah. teamed up with him. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know. Anyway, yeah. Vampire versus mutants. So they they really making the things. That, well, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on the whole vampire versus X Men thing. Maybe because I'm not really sold on the vampires in Marvel universe. Anyway, I'm cool with Blade, but when they fight anybody else like Captain <clears throat> America, it just seems like out of place. I don't know. That's my thing. So you don't, don't want know. you don't want your fucking peanut butter and your chocolate. Yeah, keep the shit separate, man. You know, <laughs> that's my thing. Maybe I'll get used to it if I read enough of these Wolverine books. Maybe I'll, you know, it'll sell me on it. But right now, I'm like, eh, you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm booked out. What, what, what you right. Well, my last book is Redemption number three. This is that uh, post-apocalyptic western um, starring Linda Hamilton. Well, she looks like Linda Hamilton. She has this like badass gunslinger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sarah Connor, old ass, the old, old, old woman Sarah, basically. Hmm. Um, post-apocalyptic future, but it's like a western take on a western. Um, she's helping this like. Uh, oh, this, Big Willie, what to do? Oh, okay. hey, it's really in the house. Up. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's helping this girl who's escaped this really fascist town, teaching her how to be a gunslinger so she can get revenge on the the town mayor. Who's this corrupt, you know, religious fanatic? Um, yeah, and that—that that, so she's basically teaching her how to uh, be a badass. And there's a really cool action scenes in this one where she does the 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 girl kills for the first time. So it's basically the gunslinger teaching the you know the 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 the, the naive uh, girl how to be a badass. So. I'm digging this book. I give it a four out of five. Mike Diodato. Junior, I was gonna say this Diodato, right? Yeah, you can just yeah. tell from the art, from the cover. Yeah, yeah. dope ass art, and it's just it's from this AWA label. They're just doing all these indie books, indie comic stories that 
basically trying to turn into movies. I'm sure they're going to want to. Because that's the thing nowadays. You know? And they want, obviously, they want uh, Sarah, or Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton, to play this in this movie. <laughs> oh, they better get a move on it. I mean, she ain't getting no younger. And the, so. and the sheriff kind of looks like Lance Henriksen. So, or the sheriff, the the mayor of the the fascist mayor. Yeah. Of the fascist town looks like Lance, Lance Hendricks thing. So we'll see how it goes. It never goes the way they wanted to. Like Wanted was supposed to start Eminem in the comics, you know, but then it turned around oh. got, you know, <laughs> Charles Xavier or whatever the dude's name was. You know? Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, that guy. So oh. we'll see how it goes. And it's supposed to be uh, Halle Berry in the comic, and then it turned around, it was Angelina Jolie. So it's like Oh, and Star Star Lord was in that as the douchebag, his douchebag was he was in that. Yeah, that's the first time I saw him in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm booked out. That's all I got for this week. So. All right, that's all I got also. So yeah, um, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, listen to OK Boomer, starring Big Willie. He's down there. Listen to it. Uh, uh, also listen to This Geeking Comics. I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of other com- uh, podcasts we have. I forgot about them. Just just stay on the network. You'll, you'll see them. Just scroll down. You'll see them. Oh, then we're, uh, is it this Tuesday we're doing that? Uh, oh, shit. What, what are we doing? I, I forgot. Is it? Is it the the fifth? Is it the fifth element this Tuesday? Or are we doing the? Are we doing, are we doing the other character? I think we're doing fifth element. I think we're doing fifth element. I haven't seen that movie since nineteen ninety. <laughs> I gotta find it somewhere. I don't know. I might watch it night before I go to sleep. Um, yeah, but let's check us out next week. Like I said, Mortal Kombat will actually be out. I'm gonna watch it. Eli, I don't know if you're gonna check it out. I'm going to go I, to the movies and watch. I it. went and saw Godzilla again in, the, in at the IMAX the other day. Okay, did your opinion change on it or? I had fun. I mean, I liked it the first time. I just had fun the second time. It was. I didn't know. I didn't know if it enhanced your experience. Oh yeah, the sound. Yes, the sound was way better. Creators Outlet. Thank you. Also, check out Big Willie on Creators Outlet. That records yeah. all the time. They may be recording now. You know. The, the fat. I saw the Dune trailer. Looks immaculate on the IMAX. As well uh, as that Fast Nine trailer that I saw. Uh huh. They going I'm selling you on it, Eli. I'm gonna sell you on that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was just nice to be. I had the theater to myself until about ten minutes into the movie. Some other asshole walked in. And I'm like, damn it, I can't like get naked now. What you act like? <laughs> did, did they get naked? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I left the theater, that motherfucker didn't have a mask on. Now that he's gone, <laughs> oh, uh, like I said, uh, they'll check us out next week. We'll have some other stuff pop up. We'll have the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm pretty sure if y'all don't like the show because it's too woke for you, don't worry. This is the last episode of a Marvel movie, so it's going to be just punchy punch, fighty fight, the shit you want, blowing shit up. Yeah. Right. Turn your brain off. No wokey woke shit. You know, anybody that says wokey woke shit will get punched in the mouth. There you go. So yeah. Until the Until- last shot. Until the last shot of the American flag on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Symbolism. <laughs> uh, until then, this is Leroy. Zeli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Y'all get ready to put y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill. You know what I mean? That shit is woke. Uh-huh. Anything ill you see is woke. Uh-huh. Nigga have a big six at the curb. That's woke. Okay. Especially if he got the fully equipped kid on it. It's woke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo. I had this bad bitch in town. She was woke. Had me fucked up in the head. I mean, woke. Bought 
with the bitch diamonds and pearls, I mean Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like Hold out my bankroll on y'all niggas like Lost the roots, went from two-tenths like Saggy wanna peep my blueprints, I'm like Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like Niggas getting both on my block like Coming home within a half an hour like Running like they had the manpower like More or less, more so I rip guitar so I live the fast life Come through in the car slow like whoa. My niggas like dough, like dro, nitro Might flow, nice clothes like whoa. East paint with cocaine like whoa. Now I'm Doc Strange in the range like whoa. Hundred miles an hour switching lanes like whoa. Plus I'm getting brain from this chick like whoa. Finger near nigga asshole like whoa. Team floors bitches and bitches like whoa. Nine nine Jag Benz coupe like whoa. Keep them cheese lines on your blocks like whoa. Grenade through your window bitch like whoa. Love to see me do this shit like whoa. Niggas put me through this shit like whoa. So I'ma go toe to toe, blow for blow like whoa. And whip guitar so live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My niggas like dough, like dro, nitro, might flow, nice clothes like whoa. We bag it, then flip it like whoa. Cause we jack it, then strip it like whoa. Fully equip it, front to back like whoa. Spitting on fiends that come for crack like whoa. Asking for shorts and shit, nigga like whoa. Half on this quote, now nigga that's whoa. Flow so properly, you'll see I'm woke. Ain't no stopping me, I'm deep like whoa. Guns be popping, be we creep like whoa. Hear my name in these streets, it's like whoa. Must I pound the concrete like whoa? Fill his bitch ass, head to feet like whoa. Your man ain't whoa. The judge ain't whoa. CO's ain't whoa. PO's ain't whoa. Play yourself, I get the GI Joe. DIC, K Riders ain't whoa. I rip guitar soul, live the fast life Come through in the ball slow like whoa My niggas like dough, like dro, nitro Might flow, nice clothes like whoa Niggas getting money in VA is whoa Honey's looking right in ATL is whoa Niggas flipping homes in Chi-Town is whoa Bitches taking paper in LA is whoa Niggas stacking dough in DC is whoa PRDR hold me down like whoa Ballers in Detroit hold me down like whoa Niggas in New Orleans getting money is whoa Boston and Jersey motherfuckers is whoa Florida niggas and Philly niggas is whoa Tampa and Texas, Cleveland is whoa Memphis and Lil Rock, my niggas is whoa Panama niggas, they hold me down like whoa My New York peoples, they hold me down like whoa Bad boy nigga, roll this bone, we whoa Alumni bitches, roll this bone, we whoa And CSC, motherfuckers is whoa Nigga fuck wild, on this ball he rolled. Uh. That's just how the story goes. Whoever I forgot on this shit is.